Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my response to the Season of Dawn stream that they did live on multiple platforms, Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer, and all the places. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Usually when these hit the feeds, I am live, so come on in if you're on YouTube, hit like, subscribe, and the little bell button is a way to help me out. This is probably going to hit when I'm not streaming. I'm probably going to try and push this out in the evenings as fast as I can, uh, but the audio versions will probably hit in the morning. So... I'm going to walk through where the people are going to run to the comments on this one and just decry this as a terrible stream. A lot of negativity already kind of flying around about this. I am a little bit confused, so I'm going to walk through the good, the 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 bad, and then my best take on it because I, I was left feeling a little bit confused and I would say disappointed. It did seem very light on information, and so we're going to walk through all that, but I do want to highlight the good. I do... I feel good about next season, and that's part of why I'm kind of disappointed. I feel like they could have gone into a lot more information uh, about what's coming. Even just looking at the calendar, it seems like a decent rhythm of stuff. Uh, and we're maybe even getting, it looks like maybe even new guns and Iron Banner and stuff. So again, I don't know why they wouldn't go into those details, and I'm going to walk through that with you now. So let's just talk about the good, okay? What I saw in the artifact looked good. It looked like some good changes, some cool new things that we're going to be doing, some changes to your loadout. I do think some people are going to come around to seeing things from my perspective once they realize they got to use scouts, pulses, bows, or auto rifles this next season. SMGs and hand cannons are off the artifact. I was worried that was going to happen. Hand cannons and SMGs are extremely popular and very, very preferred weapons, especially in PvE. And people are likely going to be a little disappointed in that. They're going to have to use those. Now, if they do it right and it's enjoyable to use those, I was playing a little bit more drawn back in Nightfalls and Nightmare Hunts at the 980 with the champions. So it might actually work if people just kind of open up to it and try it out because scouts and pulses are actually really really nice in PvE if you use them properly especially pulses so I think people will overlook it but I still think there are going to be maybe more people that come to my side of the fence to say man oh man we need to uh, we need to be able to use the weapons we want. Also, no mention of if you can put those on exotics or not. That's going to fall into the vague or the missing or the vacant aspect of the stream. Are you guys updating exotics so we can put those on there? Because there's a lot of exotic primaries. It'd be fun to use those uh, those mods on. Uh, and we didn't actually hear from them about that. The new armor uh, mods looked really, really cool. There's a new mechanic in the game called Charged with Light. And there were these brand new armor mods that looked really interesting and would possibly be changing gameplay, possibly coming up with strategies to maximize damage. Because there, like, there was one in there that was going to increase damage and some of them for increasing survivability. And some of them cost energy. The one took a way 10 strength so really really leaning into that min maxing aspect of the game so I did like seeing that th- those new armor mods we didn't get a whole lot of detail but again it looked good it looked like a good idea and a good iteration and evolution of armor 2.0 we saw anti-barrier rounds on a curse of Osiris uh, forge weapon we saw uh, a fr- prophecy weapon and uh, that's interesting Does, th- that means maybe we're going to get some year one weapons coming back with random rolls maybe there's going to be a way to grind for them hopefully we'll have to wait and see looks good looks promising more weapons being updated I think is a good thing uh, the new weapon in addition to that, the new weapons looked awesome. All the weapons with like the Saint 14 little emblems on them looked really, really cool. Really, really hot. Didn't see any reskins. Didn't see any reskins on the Saint 14 weapons. They all looked brand new and I think they did look really dope. The activity, 
I actually think looks solid. One of my main concerns about the activity, if you watch my other video, it's going to come out of order on YouTube probably. It's going to sound confusing because I recorded my my Season of Dawn hopes before we saw this stream, but I was concerned about the activity having not just diversity, but it needed depth. Uh, it sounds like they're kind of giving us both. There is a hard mode. The Legend version is launching on the 7th of January. I don't know what that means. If it's only going to go up to Legend and not go up to Master, what does that mean since we didn't find out about our power level? Is it going up? Is it not going up? Since we didn't find out about that, we don't really know where Legend's going to land as far as an actual difficulty. But it is going to be a hard mode with no matchmaking. And they're rolling it out one week at a time with bosses. Uh, On the 10th here, you can see the sundial, Nyrule, the hollow voice comes. It's on the left side there. And then on the 17th, you get a new one. You get Oslet. Uh, the Sky Piercer. Then on the 24th, you get Tassarok, and then you get another on the February 4th. So, I like that idea. I think that's a smart play. We even said in the, in the other video, we said it would be good to trot it out and make it different each week. They kind of doubled down. It's going to trot out and be a little bit different each week, but also, it's random when you go in there. You, you know, random uh, time spins, and it's going to be, you know, potentially a different experience. That's a good way to keep it fresh, and they added depth with the with the hard mode and then they're trickling out the bosses now uh, and the calendar I think the calendar looks good another good thing from the stream is this calendar it looks full to me it looks like a pretty decent trickle of content I'm not all that concerned I know everybody's gonna be like what about trials what about trials what about trials I still think it could land in January there's a huge gap on this calendar if you look uh, the third row January 7th to January 28th is a pretty big gap where nothing is really happening other than the dawning ending they could land it there I don't know. Maybe they're avoiding talking about it because it's a giant question mark. It might not be able to land when they want it to, or maybe it can, and because it's a question mark, maybe that's why they avoided talking about it. But that's that's going to take me to the bad, okay? There were elements of the stream that I do believe were bad and a bit of a fumble. Obviously, this is just my opinion, but, I, you know... And I am going to try and give a positive take at the end here to maybe try and understand what Bungie's doing, but I do think these things were pretty bad. It was short, light, and vague. It was very uncharacteristic of Bungie. They usually go the distance on minor details, showing you things, really making it seem like a dog pile of information and content. They really try to stack the value. Like, you're going to get this, then you're going to get this, then you're going to get this. Like, they usually try to, like, really, really stack things high, and they did not do that. They didn't talk about the bosses. They mentioned it in passing. They didn't talk about the obelisks. They didn't talk about the exotic quests. They barely... I mean, they mentioned the hard mode in passing, and even then, it felt like Deej was really pressing for information about it. Uh, they didn't mention any. They didn't mention whatever this is, the Empyrean Foundation. Now, those are free. Maybe that's why they didn't want to mention them. Uh, Iron Banner looks like it's getting new weapons. There's a bow. There's a new hand cannon in that Iron Banner picture, and they didn't mention it again. Maybe because that's free, they didn't want to muddy the waters. But it was very, very vague. There were giant vacancies and giant pressing questions that they know the community has okay power level what are we doing to power level that the destiny twitter responded to somebody and said it'll be revealed next week i don't understand why you would do that there seems to be a lack of confidence at least in some of the community about this seasonal content style and this was a time to give us confidence in value depth information and substance and gonna be revealed next week 
That's not an answer to somebody that's like, should I buy it or not? That's a buy it and find out, which is a weird, very, very weird form of messaging after we were told they went to a la carte seasons because they wanted people to know what they were getting and then to turn around and say everything's going to be revealed next week is a weird posture and attitude to take when again, they said they wanted us to know what we were getting ahead of time that's why they went to the a la carte seasonal format, to go to the a la carte seasonal format so we know what we're getting before we buy it and then to tell people it'll be revealed next week is weird, unless they're just really really confident it's going to land and people are going to be excited and that'll drive sales more than their stream. Again, I'm not really sure what their strategy was here. They made almost no mention of PvP. They mentioned in passing that Rusted Lands is coming back and the PvP elimination is coming back. They don't talk about in what way or how. And then we get tweets with that information. If you're willing to tweet the information, I don't know why you wouldn't put it in the stream. I my, my, my take on this is they were scared to say anything about PvP because everybody's going to come over every word, phrase, and enunciation of words and think that it might mean that Trials is coming back. So that's possibly why they just completely avoided talking about Trials. They didn't even walk through the calendar. I don't know why you would do that. All this stuff on the calendar was on screen for a very small window of time, and then we were told it'll be on Twitter. I don't, again, strange to me to have 50,000 some odd viewers. Everybody's kind of wondering what's going to be going on this season. And then you don't even walk through the calendar. You're like, oh, it'll be on Twitter later. A a strange decision, a very strange decision. Uh, Armor details. What's going on with armor? What do those mods mean? What is charged with light? What is what is that? Why wouldn't you go into those details? Why wouldn't you walk through that? Uh, The gun frame grind, brand new grind. Uh, a, a brand new gunframe grind in this mode. They take us into the mode. They show us the mode, and they say nothing about the gunframe grind, how it's going to work, or what it's going to look like. Again, a strange and uncharacteristic thing for Bungie to do. I, this isn't cause for concern. It's cause for confusion. It looks like a nice full calendar. I don't know why you wouldn't go into more detail to give more people confidence about what's coming uh, in the season. And then lastly, this is my best take, Okay. My best take is that this is a new approach to marketing because it's a new approach to content delivery and they're not quite sure how to frame it. If they talk too big and high and mighty about it, people might feel misled. Maybe they think it's a better approach since the game has been doing so well. Player base numbers are good. They did really well in Steam. They've made, I think they've made a lot of money. And because of that, I think maybe they're like, you know what? We should maybe bat a little low on this one, set expectations more moderately so no one feels like we super hyped it up and misled them as well as they likely maybe had a brainstorming session after the Armor 2.0 stream and concluded that very informational, heavy streams aren't don't go over that well. The Armor 2.0 stream is sort of a notorious stream. People were really critical of it. They said it was boring. They said it was slow. They said that they didn't see anything. So for them to go into great detail about the artifact and the armor and the new things and the new that, maybe they didn't want to do that because they thought it was boring. And maybe, again, maybe they also were trying to avoid overhyping something that is going to be a more moderate offering of content since the game is doing well uh, another thing I said when you get on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and Reddit and all these places where people are talking about Destiny 
those people tend to be more zoomed in. It also could be that most of the new light players, most of the more casual players, see a new activity, see a full calendar, and are like, looks good to me, $10? Yeah, sure, why not? They may be just sort of banking on the general population of Destiny, seeing this as being good enough, if they put this calendar in the game as viewable, and even in Steam and the marketplaces and stuff, most people are going to look at this, see clips from the stream, and be like, yeah, looks pretty hot, guns look pretty cool, new activity, I'm in. Reddit and Twitch and the forums and, and all these places, we tend to be a little bit more zoomed in. So, I would say that's probably their goal. Uh, if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm confused, but I'm not going to fault them for dialing back the hype. I'm not going to fault them for dialing back the hype because this community and Bungie have a, a history of them getting us all excited and then we feel disappointed with the delivery. So I'm actually not going to fault them too hard for dialing down on the hype. I still think the fumbled ball here is just more information isn't necessarily hype. Just letting us know what's coming and how it's coming is a way to build consumer confidence in the product and I think that's acceptable but maybe they're just very gun shy of doing that because they know how hyped up we get so overall I I still feel good about the season but the stream I think was very very weird we're going to transition to question and answer so if you're here right now be sure that you're following with notifications on that way you can submit questions in the chat if you want if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my discussion of the Season of Dawn stream. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in here live and watch me at saynotorage.com. I appreciate the people that come in if you're watching on YouTube. Hitting like and you know subscribe and hitting the little bell button is another way to help me out. A bunch of people have resubbed and I just have not been calling it out. I appreciate you guys very much. RS Win, Red Hot Trouble, Dreaded Zeke, and PJ Northy. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Those are big resubs. It's been a bit of an info dump discussion day. So I, I skipped over those resubs and I am sorry about that. First question from Animus Control. Didn't they already say power caps wouldn't change season to season and said we needed to rely on the artifact? They never said this explicitly. Trust me. Trust me, we combed over, uh, we combed over the the di- the uh, d- 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 the interviews uh, in at Gamescom. We combed over the director's cuts. We combed over the twabs. I mean, we we really did the research because uh, this has been a this has been a long-standing debate on the Rageous Roundtable between myself and Paul Tassie, and uh, I feel like today. I'm, I got proven right. Now, we'll wait and see. I, but I feel like today, I, we pretty much got confirmation that my my opinion has been the right one, that there will be no power update. It'll just be the artifact. So, it, it seemed obvious to me. It seemed absurd to others. So, a lot of people were seeing it differently. Uh... Nighthawks, I was agreeing with your view on Undying being light and the upcoming seasons being more interactive and filled, but after that reveal, do you think this is keeping people engaged till March? Slightly more concerned with the activities that are coming and going. Well, for starters, I already feel better about the the encounter. I, I, I feel like the sundial is going to be a significant upgrade from the... Uh, from the the Vex offensive. Number one, it's random and the timelines can be different. So that automatically is rotating and it's just random and different. There's rotating, there's, there's weekly trickle of bosses. So to me, that already is a significant upgrade and then there's a hard mode. 
So those are two, I think, pretty significant updates to the encounter. Now, is the loot going to be good? I have no idea. They never go into those types of details. They didn't tell us what types of guns we'd be getting from Vex Offensive or the Lectern. We saw them in videos and clips and stuff. So I don't think that we they needed to go into detail about the perks and the grind. It would have been nice to know about the grind a little bit. Like, give us a generic answer about, like, you're going to go to Saint-14 and grab frames and forge them or whatever. We kind of, we knew there was going to be a Lectern, a rune table is what Luke Smith called it. We knew there was going to be a rune table in, you know in there menagerie 2.0 listen another menagerie shouldn't have anybody upset menagerie was one of the most praised pve pieces of content in destiny's history it's also not failable you can't fail it now you maybe can fail fail the hard mode but like again we should be excited about that Uh, you know so i feel better about that and the calendar looks good to me the calendar looks really good to me so again that's why I was confused at the lack of information it feels like they had a lot of information they could have delved into it really it did um just enough don't you think it's better to not mention forge weapons because of the reskin conversation well but that's not a reskin conversation they could say there's going to be brand new weapons in the encounter and we've updated the planetary weapons to drop random roll because we saw anti-barrier rounds on a prophecy weapon where do I get that weapon I don't think anybody's going to be like that upset if they were to mention that in passing Clintus is in the chat going to be so much to talk about you guys are going to hate me well Clintus I gave you credit multiple times about Saint 14 showing up you called that one I also no I'm sorry about you saying Osiris is going to pop out and be like what's up guys like you got that one down pretty good um so I'll, I'll give you credit there. <laughs> I gave you credit in multiple videos about that. Uh, flying mangoes. Should Bungie stick with this approach, or did it create too much confusion for the community? This season has the most potential to surprise us, but this type of marketing might cause more harm than good. Here's the thing, and this is where Bungie can learn a lesson from streamers. Let me Allow me to teach you uh, a valuable lesson, uh, Bungie, after almost five years of streaming. Orienting the viewer by prefacing expectations is a really good idea. So, they could have done that. They could have opened up the stream, and Deej could have said, this is going to feel a bit different. We're not going to go down into the depth and the detail. We want you guys to discover a lot of this on your own. You're going to see a very full calendar, but this stream is going to be a little bit more light on the detail. That's called orienting the viewer. I try to do that when I'm changing games, when I'm going to be doing something, when I'm going to be launching something or changing something. Orienting the viewer is a really, really smart play because then they're like, oh. And then when it ends and people are like, that's it? They're like, well, Deed said it was going to be very different and we're supposed to discover a bunch of stuff, you know, in the season. And that calendar did look... You know, it did look pretty full. They they just, they didn't orient the viewer. So we're all sitting down. They've set expectations. These streams are usually full of information and detail, and they're usually jam-packed. They're usually an hour long. If you're not going to do that, you got to tell us. You got to tell us. It, it, it felt like someone pulled the plug, cut the stream, just shut it down, shut the whole thing down. It was weird. It was like, what, what happened? So, orienting the viewer is a huge, huge uh, needed thing in streaming uh, and in marketing in general, but in streaming especially because once you get into the thick of it, you're like, oh shoot, we we should have said on the front end of this, this was going to be very different. Um, 
I did that in one of my interviews at E3. Gonna have a fast interview for a fast game with Pacer. And I I prefaced the interview so people would know, fast interview. It's gonna be a faster interview. It's gonna be a shorter interview. I was orienting the viewers to understand why is he going so fast? Why is he asking such rapid fire questions? I was orienting the viewer to understand what the frick was going on because most of our interviews were a little bit more lengthy and a little bit more slow going. So that's just something, you know, I don't know. it was roughly 45 minutes, usually 10 minute cooldown to start. Yeah, they and, and they talked about concept art for 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and as Trippin' Monkey is saying, I don't want to be too hard on Deej, but his tweet from yesterday oriented us in the exact opposite direction. We're going to be playing musical chairs with 12 devs, a rapid fire uh, delivery of of reveals and game changers okay concept art's not a reveal talking to devs about what it means to them personally is not a reveal those are not game changers i'm not saying don't do those things those things are cool those things are infused with passion and love and it makes us relate to them but if that's if that's most of the stream then don't tell us that we're going to be getting you know, a rapid fire of reveals and game changers because we didn't. It was, it was, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, I don't want to be too hard on them. I feel like they get beat up a lot of times on these streams and I'm usually the one saying, hey, I thought it was pretty good. But this time I'm kind of siding with the people that are like, man, oh man, why didn't you guys set our expectations? Why didn't you say more? It just, it did. It felt strange. There was something, as I've said, it was uncharacteristic of Bungie. Uh, OG Anthony says uh, as time passes do you think it was a net positive going independent by Bungie seems like everything uh, leads so they don't have enough bandwidth for that well they've never said that they've never said that they don't have enough bandwidth for that that's something that we consistently said uh, and have said Um, I need to confirm my therapy appointment today with my therapist confirm at 5p today because we usually don't do uh, Wednesdays so my I've been open about my mental health. I've been seeing a therapist for like 20 months and my wife goes with me now and I need to confirm with him. I just realized I hadn't confirmed with him. I'll need to be ending the stream in in time to get ready to go to that. So, sorry. Um, Going independent with Bungie. Yeah. I don't think they've come out and said they don't have enough bandwidth for that. And I don't honestly think that that the, the deal with Activision had us in a much better state. I feel like Shadowkeep and this last season have been one of the best times in Destiny. And the player base numbers kind of back me on that. And if you want to say that's just a bunch of new light players, <clears throat> fine. Go ahead. I don't care. The player base numbers have been the healthiest they've ever been two entire months after after the uh, the DLC came out. Two months after the DLC came out. This is, the, this is the healthiest I've ever seen the player base numbers. So I don't think we... Um, we're, we're, I sh- we should be worried about them going on their own and being independent. Uh, now, time will tell. If we get through this season and people feel like it's a huge dud um, and the player base numbers plummet, well, then we can have that conversation. I'll be looking at the player base numbers in January to make my, my sort of um, diagnosis of how this was received. I have I have a feeling I have a feeling that we're we're gonna be just fine. I, I do. I think that the lion's share of the community is in step with this delivery system and rhythm. 
I don't think people are gonna are gonna get as deep and and dis- and discouraged and frustrated as those of us that come over every detail and blog post. So I'm not that con- I'm not that concerned. Again, we'll watch it and I'll I'll give what I feel feel like is is honest and and genuine feedback. I've I criticized portions uh, and pieces and and entire mechanics of uh, of season of, of the Undying, and I was really really hard on Vex Offensive Final Assault. So. I, I, I have not pulled my punches. I have not held back in my criticisms, and I still think they did very, very well with Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying. <clears throat> uh, Prodigious. How would you feel if Bungie doesn't release a Destiny 3, but instead kept expanding upon D2? They can't do that. Uh, they're going to run out of room. They're going to run out of space and they're going to run out of players. I think eventually people would be like, okay, it's time for another game. Uh, They need to launch out into a new engine. They need to be on dedicated servers. They need something that will interact with, um, you know, in a big different way. You got new consoles on the horizon, and that has to be part of their consideration. Phoenix says... What do you think about the new event following the menagerie model? Progress bar and, and, and possible being able to skip rounds if you do well. I love that. I didn't go into deep detail about that. I'll do a separate video just about that event and why I think that's a really good decision. Non-failable, faster for hardcore players, and it's going to have a hard mode, rotating bosses. I think they're really, really learning to give us what we like. Oh, people like that? Give it to them again. Um, and here's why that's important, Okay. A lot of people always want to look at things in a negative way, and I think the danger there would be, think about it like this. If they know we really liked Menagerie and we responded really, really positively to it, why would you not give us more things in that vein and and in that sort of theme, as opposed to gambling as they did with Reckoning? As, As Luke Smith said, we have to place a lot of simultaneous bets sometimes. If you know, hey, they liked it. Do do something like that again. And we're seeing that evidence in a lot of places. We responded positively to Ada. We responded positively to Menagerie. And what did we get? Ikora frames. The Lectern frames. This new activity is basically structured just like Menagerie. So that to me is a good decision. That's a good decision to say, oh, this is what people like. Do you want them to gamble again? Well, we know they liked Menagerie, but what if they like this? And then we all spend $10 and we get three weeks in and we're like, this new activity sucks. That's the big, that's the big dilemma. The other thing, the other thing you have to consider is you have tons of new light players. You have lots of casual players and having something that satisfies the spectrum of casual to hardcore is really difficult. And I believe they hit an absolute home run with Menagerie. It's a home run. Hardcores grind it faster, get rewarded quicker, it's more efficient, it's more rewarding for them. Casuals can matchmake, play, prop their feet on a Friday night, drink a couple beers, go to bed, and feel like they had a good play session, got some rewards, didn't fail, and a hardcore player would watch that play session and be like, I can't believe how slow you're going, this is terrible. So you see, they both play the same the same content and they both end feeling rewarded that's a difficult thing to do and that's why i think banking and putting putting their chips on the table and saying let's go with another menagerie style event i think is a really really smart decision so 
I, 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 I applaud them for doing that as opposed to taking another risk and gamble like they did with something like Reckoning. Overkill. Is it just me or did it look like there was an extra bar at the end of upgrading your armor? Um... I, I'm not going to try to go back and find that if somebody wants to go and try to find a screenshot and put it in chat so we can look at it. Um, you know what? Actually, I have armor screenshots on my phone that I took, so I'm going to pull those up right now and try and give you uh, an on-the-fly response. I'm not seeing an extra bar. Um, I'm seeing, hang on, two, four, six, eight, ten. No, it's just still ten bars uh, on the energy. Uh, so I'm not sure where you saw that or what you're referring to. <clears throat> I took pictures when they were looking at those new mods, so that's the, that's the part of the stream I was just looking at. Commander Tyke, do you think at this point they should just make new levy weapon pool with guns from Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars and random rolls and have those raids at the shared weapon pool? I really thought a good a good decision would have been to either this season or next launch Leviathan with contest modifier and random rolled weapons and then update the armor um, to maybe have a universal slot. So if you get raid armor, it can run. If you get new, new, you know, year three, season 10. So we're going into season nine. So I'm talking in the spring. You get season 10 spring Leviathan armor it would have a slot that could hold any of the mods. It could hold mods for Garden of Salvation. It could hold mods from Leviathan. It could hold mods from Nightmare Hunts or the mods we saw for this season nine. Um, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is possibly wishful thinking on my my part, but maybe that's why they haven't done that yet with Leviathan and all those other ones because they said uh, the image. The images of those of those armor pieces right here. Perfect. They said this this charge with light thing was going to become a standard. At least somebody in chat said that if charge with light becomes a standard thing from here on out, maybe they wanted to get that in the game first before revisiting the uh, escalation protocol armor or the armor in Leviathan or the armor in Last Wish. So those armor sets could get a retooling and a retuning and a repurposing in future DLC or in future seasons and then you know contest modifier gets turned on because maybe they were waiting to deliver this charge with light thing. So that might be just me that's just like that might be just wishful thinking on my part because it does feel like why would you sit on raids when you develop something called contest modifier? Why would you not use that? Um, that that to me seems like uh, a smart a smart win to, to to repurpose that content. So could have sworn they mentioned raid or raids when they were talking about this. I didn't hear anything. Somebody's gonna have to try to rewatch the stream. I didn't hear anything about raids. I feel like we. I feel like myself. And the 3,000 some odd viewers we had, I feel like we all would have perked up if they said something about raids. Uh, it's possible it was really, really said in passing and we missed it. Um, they didn't say it would be standard, they said it affects all areas of the game. Yeah, maybe somebody misread the charge with light thing, maybe they misinterpreted. Click fire. Do you think the community is its own worst enemy as of late? We say we want something, then when it finally happens, we complain about it. We complain the seasons are too light before the season. Uh, though before seasons we got nothing this is something um, Tomo 100% said said the new mechanic will be in raids with an S I heard it for sure 100% we talked about it in my clan discord 
So Tomo, we're being told in chat here, unconfirmed by my own ears, but being talked about in chat, we're being told that Tomo said the new mechanic will be in raids with an S. So that's interesting. Maybe they are going to do something with raids. Maybe this is the this is the season they launch it, and then maybe next season they they do more with it, and then they actually bring back some of the old raids. Tomo was the good-looking dude uh, with the cool shoes. I think he's married to Miss Five Thousand Watts. Um, he was he was near the end, I think. No, that wasn't Lion Shirt guy. That guy had the mohawk. That's not Tomo. Uh so yeah. Oh, it is Miss Five Thousand Watts' uh, husband. Yeah. He's, he seems like a super nice guy, uh, and he 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 is being we're 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 having somebody in chat quote him uh, as as saying that. So yeah, if um so as far as the, as far as being our own worst enemy, the community being our own worst enemy, that's why I ended my video by saying I'm I'm gonna err on the side of being like you know what I'd rather Bungie not hype us up and let us develop our own hype once the stuff launches instead of them hyping us up with a stream and then people being like this is a really lame thing like I think Bungie may have been a little apprehensive about getting us really excited about a $10 DLC a $10 season that they know might be a little light and because of that I'm more okay with that I would be maybe a little bit more frustrated if it was just another garden variety bungee stream with tons of hype and then we get the stuff and it's not it's not as good or whatever. Um so I I think it was it, I think the biggest mistake they made was they set bad expectations. Deej set expectations that got us all thinking, "Wow, they're really going to reveal a lot and show a lot of stuff." Again, I think they should have prefaced the stream by saying this stream might feel a little bit different than our traditional streams. We're going to be intentionally light and vague and allow you guys to discover discover things in the coming weeks. And that would have been enough, I think, for people to be like, okay, well, yeah, they said they weren't saying much. That, I think, is their biggest downfall is they didn't really set those expectations well. I think it's okay to not hype us up. Like, are we really going to get angry that they didn't hype us up? Like, that's one of the one of the mainstay complaints in gaming culture is that game companies get us all hyped up and then we feel like we get disappointed. And up to now, I think Bungie reveals have done that. Their streams and stuff get us really, really amped and hyped, and then we feel disappointed after the fact. And so this time felt like a a more dialed back and reserved Bungie, which maybe just a new approach to, to, to promoting this content, you know? T-Funk says, you've uh, you stated that we got a lot of game for the money investment. This season will 100% last longer than the $50 dinner and the crap I did last night. How much more info do we need to spend $10? And I bought the year thing, so I'm looped in. Well, and that's why I said this, and I, I, I appreciate what T-Funk's kind of hint, like his candor here. I, I said... A lot of people are going to see this schedule, see footage of a new encounter, and be like, that's worth 10 bucks, right? There's a million people playing a day in PvE. There's a million people playing a day in PvP, okay? I think after a given week, after seven days, there's probably four to five million players a week. And I think 60 to 70% of them are just going to buy it to be like, yeah, looks good. 
looks pretty good to me and then in the hardcore player base there's people like us that are going to be like yeah, I don't know looks okay was really vague but you know I'll buy it uh, you know and then there's people that are going to say I'm going to wait I don't know that seemed really vague and they didn't seem very confident and what the heck's going on with trials and I think the PVP side of the community is is likely to really clutch their $10 and under, understandably so if there's new guns coming Iron Banner that's one thing they could have thrown as a bone to the PVP crowd like hey uh, we know people were kind of disappointed at the lack of new guns last Iron Banner we got some new guns on the way for you um, I don't know but I, I do think for $10 maybe again they are trying to keep our expectations on a more even keel so then they don't run into the problem of well fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me Bungie you're not tricking me again you're not hyping me up for my $10 <clears throat> I think they would rather people spend the 10 and then word of mouth and customer satisfaction spreads. They're like, dude, this is a pretty good season for 10 bucks. And then they're more likely to buy the next. You might have depreciating returns on season purchases. If you go really, really big with hype on season one and a bunch of people buy it and then their expectations are in the stratosphere and then the, and then the content's down here, you set their expectations to 10, you deliver a seven, that, that detriment of that three just feels nasty you're like oh they promised me a 10 and we got a 7 if you deliver a stream that's like yeah it's gonna be good kind of good you know there's stuff going on it'd be like a 6 then you buy it and it feels like a 7 whoa that's pretty good right you feel like oh I got something that I didn't think it was gonna be that good it ended up being pretty awesome it ended up being better than you know <clears throat> ended up being better than what you know I originally thought so maybe that's their plan their plan is keep expectations moderate uh, get people to buy the 10 they're more likely to buy the next season if they don't feel like they got duped into spending the 10 I mean I don't know wouldn't you rather spend the 10 and feel like yeah I was that was better than I was expecting than spend the 10 and feel like ah they freaking hyped me up man they tricked me this sucks this content's a, this content's a seven, and I thought it was going to be like a nine or a ten out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It. I'm saying that they didn't do a great job, but I'm understanding maybe why they didn't want to go crazy with the hype because it is just ten dollar. It's just a ten dollar season thing. It's not. This isn't. This isn't Taken King, right? This isn't Forsaken. <clears throat> Why are you pretending the stream was withdrawn to lower expectations? They constantly mention things uh, they wish they could talk about and want the community to see. Well, right. They basically are, are, are allowing you to discover it and see it on your own, and then you assign the value to it. If they tell you, here's all this great stuff that's coming out, and then it comes out, and you're like, this isn't as great as I thought it was going to be, it shades your judgment of it. All right, if you go into the if you go in thinking like, I don't know, they said we were going to discover a bunch of stuff, as you discover it, you're like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." I think you're less I think you're less judgmental as a player, you know? It's like reverse psychology or something. Fear less. Lono, it looked like the sundial looked more like the menagerie than vex offensive. Do you think that will mean chests at the end with drops after we earn access to specific weapons? No idea. I think you're right. It did look much more structured like menagerie uh, than vex offensive. Vex offensive felt very much like a 
throwaway piece of content. Uh, <laughs> it just it felt very very basic to get the ball started on seasonal content that is going to uh, expire. So, are we getting a vid doc? No idea. Dragon Slayer. Do you think that they intentionally left out elimination due to the fact that it has been in lab since launch of Shadow Keep? My theory on their complete absence of saying anything about PvP was they don't want to talk about it because of all the speculation surrounding trials. They don't want to even accidentally drop a hint or breadcrumb. I would say internally, trials is a question mark. The launch date of trials is probably a question mark. That's why they have Lupo and Crafty coming out this week. Because they're trying to land that plane and if they can land it in January, I believe there is a gap in the season calendar, potentially for trials. It's If you look, January 7th to January 28th, there's a big gap there. The only thing that's landing there is the end of the dawning, but the dawning's already going for a month at that, almost a month at that point. So the only gap is the last week of the dawning. The only thing in that gap. There's nothing else in that gap. And you could, for all intents and purposes, okay, bear with me here you could have put this sundial a boss up there or extend this one down you could have shuffled things to have something in that gap there is like there's a gap right there's a gap there that could be for trials if it doesn't land there then maybe it's not ready maybe that's why they don't want to talk about it because they're like ah dude you know it just it just isn't ready we really need to tweak some things we really need to see how some of these changes look at what they said uh dylan's tweet they're removing some maps didn't we say if trials was going to land they were not going to be able to have all the maps in rotation they were going to really have to limit it to a couple of maps that we think are the best maybe maybe that's what they're doing maybe they're trying to maybe they're trying to take some maps out and restructure them and build them and then it'll land uh in the spring season so and that i don't know if you guys heard that my kids are going crazy right above me uh the maybe that's why they just refuse to talk about it maybe they're like we don't want to talk about it we don't want to get people wound up or speculating because we don't even know what's going to happen yet and their lack of knowing what's going to happen um led to them not saying anything that was really loud yeah we would like to move and get me a soundproof office because it's a wood floor above me and that's where the kids play they like to play in the kitchen and it sounds to me there was a disagreement between the siblings about something, and one of them has now been uh, taken to their room for timeout. <laughs> Rizzo says, "If you're already at 960, does that mean pinnacle activities are worthless? Worthless this season? Uh, not for gap filling, not for you know uh, diversity in your loadout. Um, in general, I do think Bungie needs to think about." what you do to powerful drops and pinnacle drops after a certain point um there's a lot of the power grind that becomes really really strange uh now wait once you're 960 don't the powerful drops drop at 960 because right now all my powerful drops are like 958 or whatever isn't that what's going to happen when i hit 960 and i do like a, a powerful milestone doesn't that powerful milestone drop at 960? I haven't really been paying attention to it. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, this is always going to happen, right? Let's be clear. You're going to get to the end of the leveling road, 
and you're going to run out of a reason to run the leveling stuff, right? If the point of Pinnacles is to get you to 960 and you get to 960, the point of Pinnacles expires once you get there. Like, that's just, that's how it's always been. Running Vogue to get out of Forever 29 land, well, once you get out of Forever 29 land, the only reason to run Vogue was for Fatebringer, you know, Vision of Confluence or whatever. But once you get all that stuff, you're done. And so, you know, similar things happen with a lot of people and the engagement with King's Fall Raid. Once they hit max level, they didn't feel a reason to go back into the King's Fall Raid because it was like, I'm max level, the gear's not that great anyway. So, I would say you don't you don't even need to perpetu there doesn't need to be like a a leveling in perpetuity that's not something that we need that's what the artifact is for every season it resets new mods new new modifiers new new things change playstyle and a new level bump to kind of like let you grind as you play level as you play get a little bit closer to those end game deltas again so uh, phoenix Perfect Paradox lore says that Saint-14 originally got the weapon from us. We find it in the future, and we give it back in the past, forming a paradox with no beginning. Do you think we'll find a younger version of Saint-14 this season? I have no idea. I didn't know that's why it was called Perfect Paradox. Um, I would... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I like that. Maybe we get it for him. Maybe it's an exotic then. It's not on here as an exotic quest. We see Devil's Run as an exotic quest. We see Bastion as an exotic quest. And then we know that we get the exotic scout on the season pass. So maybe it's a ritual weapon. Maybe it's the Vanguard or maybe it's a new ritual weapon. And we're going to get it for him and make it and bring it to him. And it'll be different this time around or something. I don't know. Uh, they definitely had somebody using it on stream today. Mobile pros. They didn't even talk about exotics getting seasonal mods. Do you think this change will be implemented? Boy, I hope so. Uh, boy, I really hope so. I think that'd be really, really nice. That Man, it, I there's so many exotics that just get glossed over for that reason. And there's some scouts and pulses that could come out and be fun to use with those mods. Ginger 300. Definitely not like Bungie to leave something this vague when it comes to reveals, but to be honest, it seems like Bungie is damned if they do, damned if they don't, since if they reveal too much, the community wants surprises, but if they don't reel enough, people want Bungie to explain more thoughts. Yeah, we just touched on this. If they hype us up, then we say they overhyped it and underdelivered. If they don't give us any information or hype, people are like, what the frick was that? Why won't you tell us more? I definitely feel that that dilemma, and that's why I said if, if they're going to go and if they're going to fall into one ditch too much hype and then everybody's disappointed or not a lot of information kind of confusing I guess I'd rather them fall into the not enough information kind of confusing ditch because then at least we can be surprised and kind of generate our own hype and excitement and satisfaction as opposed to being told how great it's going to be again I do think they should have prefaced the stream and said this isn't going to be like a traditional stream you know Risey. With such a lack of content visible on the roadmap in comparison to previous DLCs for both seasons since Shadowkeep, do you think we won't see another raid until the next major expansion? I actually think this has more on it than the season pass for Undying. The season pass for Undying, um, 
did not have this much stuff on it. I think this is just as full, if not more full, because they actually had to put a bunch of stuff over here. On the 10th, there's there's two things there's two things listed here, and then there's all the free stuff down here. The artifact, the up well, the solar subclass updates really not content. Sundial mode, sundial boss, PvP elimination, new map, Tangled Shore, and Mars get their obelisks. So there's uh, there's actually quite a bit here on day one that they don't even have over here. So I actually think this feels a little bit more. This feels fuller uh, than Season of the Undying. So. All the Bungie haters already commenting negatively on something that hasn't been released. Yeah, I I don't care about the people like that. There were literally there were people literally during the stream in chat saying, "Rip Bungie! All oh, this game is dead. This game is over." I you people like that just don't matter. I mean, you're just trying to paint a bleak picture. You've been listen, give it up, okay? You people have been doing that for five years, and the player base numbers have never been stronger, okay? Like, they've never been stronger. So, talk about being completely ignorant. I mean, just continuing to act like the game's dying or is dead or is irrelevant is completely and utterly stupid. It's just, dig your head in the sand so you can just perpetuate your negativity. It's just stupid. I I just, I ignore those people. Um... Uh, did the reveal mention anything about story missions no they didn't Uh, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of story mission honestly they even touched on that they said something about like story missions were always very like you do them and then you never come back to them so I think they were kind of hinting at the fact that there's not going to be a lot of them Um, so it's Gambit any theory on the Aperion Foundation and why would it be released so late there's a three week break on the calendar with no releases. Well, Crimson Days takes us to the end. Same thing happened this season. What are you talking about? Same thing happened this season. They launched Vex Offensive Final Assault three weeks before the season was over. So, um, the last, the last boss lands in the Sundial, and then Empyrean Foundation is free. It's not part of the season pass. And it's showing what looks to me like a version of Mercury with the trees, so possibly something with the Infinite Forest. Possibly they're going to do, you know, something like they did with Altar of Sorrows. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Empyrean Foundation to me sounds like maybe that's us fixing the timeline. We're laying the foundation to fix Mercury or something. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, we've had some resubs. Seals was 16 months and two months from Punisher. Thank you. Risey. Seems like Bungie... Wait, hang on. Did I answer Gambit? Yeah. Bit off more than they can chew. They promise us four seasons of content, which honestly is starting to look like one DLC divided into small, four small content drops. According to you, should Bungie go back to the older DLC? More content at a time. Listen, I don't know if people... If people struggle to remember or if they just saw things very differently than me I I don't know but let's go back and analyze Dark Below House of Wolves Curse of Osiris and Warmind okay I want you to analyze all those DLC deliverables and I can confidently say those times in the game were not as good 
as Forge, Black Black Armory, Drifter, Opulence. And right now, Undying into Dawn, Season of Dawn. I don't know about you, but getting content like Osiris or Warmind and then getting nothing for months, that doesn't really sit well with a hobbyist community. And the trickle of content seems to be doing a really good job of maintaining player base numbers. I I don't think people can keep saying, oh, it's new light players, it's new light players, it's new light players. Two months, two, two entire months after Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying started, we had a million players in PvE and a million players in Crucible. That's a lot of dadgum players two months after a content drop. It has never, ever, ever in the history of Destiny been that healthy, okay? So I, I, I have no idea why anybody would want to go back to the dark ages of here's content and after a month you're gonna be freaking bored and listen the only thing that extended content in like curse of osiris was because they literally didn't let you get the weapons you had to wait week to week it wasn't new content it wasn't a trickle it was literally no you can't get them you gotta wait you gotta wait instead of like no there's new act there's new activities no yeah there's a new boss yeah, no, no, there's a new event. No, yeah, oh, yeah, there's a new difficulty spectrum coming. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, no, exotic quest, too. Yep, mm-hmm, yeah. Another exotic quest. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, another free event. Yep. Oh, and this other thing. Oh, yeah, and here's a dungeon. Like, there. I, I don't know, man. I don't know how anybody looks at this new structure and, and has, like, the cognitive dissonance to, like, say... No, 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 no. Let's go back to DLC. I, that, you are, you are in another, pl- like, planet. If that... And again... Maybe you just think very differently than me. I've had people come in here and say, Lono, I love it all up front. I play like crazy for a month and then I put the game down and I take a break. That's great, but I don't think that's what Bungie wants because that's not good for player retention. It's not good for the players that want to play longer than that because then the players that are playing in month two and three, less players in the player base, slower matchmaking times for all the activities, and probably harder over time to not have depreciating returns of revenue because people are less likely to buy because they've taken such long breaks. So... To me, you can call me a bungee apologist all you want. I think this new format is absolutely killing it. It's so, so good. It's so, so good. If you want a game that you can put out a small amount of money and have a nice trickle of something to do every day, every week, man, oh man, this system is just delivering. Um, It just is. I... (laughs) And the player base numbers back me on this. We'll talk again in January and we'll look at the player base numbers and we'll see how that how the community is responding. But man, I think we are we are doing a I think they're doing a great job. I really do. For a for a self-published company, I really feel like they've just they've nailed a good format. Um, last season Bungie had a similar graphic for Shadowkeep and Season Pass. This is similar and it doesn't include Shadowkeep anything. Seems decent. Man, what a great observation, T-Funk. What a good observation. This is $10. Shadowkeep was $35, and it was and it had a similar fullness to the calendar. That's a good observation. This is a similar size, similar substance substance to the calendar, and Shadowkeep ain't on here. There ain't no $35 DLC on here. That's actually I think that's a good point to make. That's a good observation. This this seems pretty healthy for $10. Man, oh man, come on. I just, I really am just going to keep pressing on people, right? 
pressing on people like go to other games what other games are doing this for 10 bucks it just seems i don't know it just seems like a solid a it just seems solid and there's a lot of things on here that don't even cost money look how much on here that costs you nothing obelisks free dawning free iron banner free empyrean foundation free crimson days free seasonal artifact free uh, PV, PvP mode elimination, yeah, okay. That, can't really count that. It's been in the game before. Neither the map's there too. That's a lot of free stuff. <laughs> That's a lot of free stuff, dude. So, I don't know. Seems pretty good. Uh, Jumpin' Junior, thank you so much for three months. Karma Policeman. What the heck's going on with the last mod slot on the weapons? Uh, will charge with light mods only work on Dawn Armor? Will my garden raid mods work in Dawn Armor and vice versa? We don't know the answer to that. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and the last mod slot on weapons? What are you talking about? Did they did they show any weapon uh, images during the stream that showed an extra mod slot? I don't... I don't recall... Did anybody get a screenshot of that? I don't really recall any of that. Warframe does it for free. Warframe is not delivering this level of content every three months. They aren't. They also don't have the player base numbers that Bungie has they don't have the production cost or staff size that Bungie has it is like the worst comparison uh he meant armor oh did he leave yeah 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 he must have meant the new mod slot on armor whoops meant armor oh okay he's in chat okay yeah we don't know they didn't go into detail about it uh prodigious how would you feel about a system where leveling was strictly through grinding xp and after you max you're grinding for the roles you want you mean like only leveling the artifact? Ah, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I I think grinding purely through XP is great. And I think they're slowly boiling the frog in water. I think they're slowly taking us to a more traditional leveling system. And they're using the artifact to do that. So... Um, for a self-publishing company paying $10 for a season instead of spending almost a full 65 on sliced content Bungie's doing a good job with the way they're taking the system yeah I agree I agree uh, Sasquatch I never gravitated toward pulses or scouts would you rather see the artifact mods being applicable by frame type instead high impact alone would cover ARs pulses scouts fusions I love where your head's at I do I love where your head's at but their philosophy with the artifact seems to be to funnel us to weapon types I will have to wait and see to be fair to be fair when I was doing the hardest content I was drawing back anyway so scouts and pulses and bows might feel really good I don't know we'll have to wait and see I was playing pretty slow in 980 nightmare hunts and nightfalls hush with 9 months says pvp when brother my heart goes out to you pvp guys I am the most disappointed with their absence of even talking about it. And I think, my theory, is that at the moment, there is a question mark on the ETA of Trials. And because of that question mark, they are they are just avoiding talking about it. Because they know everyone's going to speculate like crazy. Because, um, the re- in, in, and here's my full theory, okay? There, if there's an impetus to bring Crafty and Lupo and B-Dub and PvP homies out this week in December, if that if that impetus means 
They want to polish this and deliver it. There's a gap in the calendar, January 7th to the 28th. I continued to make my prediction earlier today that trials will land in January. So, I think the question mark attached to trials ETA internally has them saying, listen, you can't talk about PvP. We gotta be button-lipped on that. And... We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this new PvP summit goes. We'll see how the feedback goes. And maybe, potentially, we'll be able to launch trials in January. If not, there's a place for it on the calendar. If not, it can be a big selling point for the next season. It's, it, that's, that is, that's my theory. Is that internally, they're like, look, man, we, we can't pull the trigger on this yet. You start talking about PvP, folks are going to speculate. They're going to assume trials is coming back. We can't confirm trials is coming back because it might not be ready. That's my theory. Uh, Jack Jack Go Go with 15 months. Thank you. Bowers with the next question. Do you think all class types will have new attacks or just warlock solar melee attack? Well, no, there's the heavy not, there's the heavy blade new attack for the hunters. And then there is Oh frick. There was something for the Titan. They're, they're doing they're doing new things, I think, on each. The, the the weighted knife is brand new, and that melee projectile is new. And then maybe they didn't do anything brand new for Titans, but they did update the damage and the pickup radius on the hammer. So I thought there was something brand new on the Titan. Titan was just reworks? Okay. I thought there was, but I just now that I think about it, I think it was just buffs. I think you guys are right. Uh, Shrimp Q says, since Shadowkeep, every exotic was a quest reward. They took away the RNG aspect of exotics, which I personally don't like. Um, it was such a good experience when you got an exotic and were looking for randomly and the system, and they took that part away. Uh, I award you no points for not submitting a question. Thanks for nothing. Orbital 2000. What do you think about the changes to sparrows on Mercury? Great idea. Mercury needs more than sparrows to not suck, though. It's not a very good planet. Uh, Zay Reason. Uh, Thoughts on people in the community expecting so much from a $10 DLC? Should Bungie have bigger, more expensive seasons? No, I... People that want more... um, People that want more are likely... uh, I think either they're trolling... Because there are people that do that. They'll troll. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, it's trolling. Somebody in chat just now, oh, LOL, this game's so dead. Yes, a five-year-old franchise with two million players a day is certainly dead. Oh, wait, no, it's one of the most popular games uh, in the world. Uh, so, sure, people are going to people are gonna say things like that because they're stupid and they're trolls and they, they have no meaning in their life and they try to derive meaning between, you know, by being a hater on the internet. I think a lot of the people that are like, there should be way more. Um, oh, Okay, now, I believe there are genuine people in the community who are disappointed at the lack of information. I appreciate their disappointment and empathize with it, and I do think Bungie should have prefaced the stream by saying, we're going to say a lot less. I also empathize and sympathize between people who miss trials because it's been out of the game for such a long time, okay? So, but in the grand scheme of what should we expect for $10... That's why I said, I'm going to err on the side of don't get us hyped up. I think they made a better decision. How do they handle the decision? Okay, let, let's zoom out. The initial decision way back here is let's not get everybody hyped up. Let's give, let's give less information. Let's be more vague. Let's let people discover things on their own. That's not a bad decision. Execution on the decision when it hits the ground. 
they didn't execute on it that well they should have prefaced it and said this is going to be a very different stream we're not going to give you a lot of information we want you guys to discover things during the season on your own we got a full calendar of events for you we feel like this is going to be a good this is going to be a good time to be a destiny player there's going to be a good rhythm of content but you're going to discover most of it on your own they didn't do that and i think that's why i think i think the execution on the decision is where they made the biggest mistake Again, rewind the tapes. Way back here, deciding to not get a super hyped up for $10 is a respectable and admirable decision. It's just a $10 thing. We don't want people going and feeling like they got overhyped and and, and underdelivered. So don't do that. Good decision. Implementation of the decision. Not so hot. They could have done a better job get, you know, setting expectations. Um and what Eugene's saying, I think, is fair. The trials talk was community-generated. It's hard to sympathize with people who are disappointed that Bungie didn't talk about something they weren't talking about. Yes and no. I sympathize with people being disappointed because Luke Smith did say 3v3 Elims going into Crucible Labs because we want to bring it out into a warmer home. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you people are waiting for trials, and that's the, the notorious 3v3 Elim is a trials mode. So it's like, come on. And and again, even if we don't, if, if you don't even want to grant me that point, oh, don't read into Luke Smith's comments. That's your own fault. Okay. Put that point aside. It's been out of the game for a long time. So I sympathize with people wanting it back. I think, you know, I, I, I understand where they're coming from. Imagine going this long without any raids. Hey, yikes. What? It's a similar feeling for the PvP guys. T-Funk, what do you think about the percentage of sales for the pass versus a la carte purchases? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I think the $10 entry point's easy and culturally synergistic. You spend the $10 for the season thing in Fortnite. You know, it's, oh, it's $10. Ah, oh, it's $10. Um... So it could be a really good entry point. It could be an accessible entry point. And maybe that's why they didn't want to overhype it. They just want people to kind of be like, oh, what? It's pretty good? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, it looks not bad. Again, the lion's share of the more casual community, the more laid-back community sees the event, sees the calendar, and thinks, 10 bucks? Sure, I'm, I'm in. You know? Um, it's a community manager's job to temper expectations, says Brock Kelly. I would say... Bungie's never done a worse job than the previous 30 days. I don't want to slam them that hard, but I think I would tend to agree they did a very poor job setting expectations for the stream and the information delivered, which, as I said, is uncharacteristic of Bungie. Usually, if something's going to be really low-key, like, do you remember the art streams? Do you remember those streams? They would say ahead of time, we're not showing any new content, just going to be a stream about art, that's what you guys should expect. Like, they're usually pretty good if they're going to deliver something that's a little ab- abnormal or different or whatever. They're usually pretty good to uh, to tell us that ahead of time. Republic. If the Sundial activity is going away after the season, what would you be buying if you decided to buy the season after March? I don't understand what you mean. I, I don't get what you mean. Uh, Doughy Fresh. Didn't they say they would have a general scavenger perks this season? Yeah, they said general perks are on the way. They didn't talk about it. Risey, isn't this calendar in today's stream just alienating the hardcore audience? I don't see anything on here as a hardcore player enticing enough to keep me coming back. I see a hard mode. I see Iron Banner. I see two exotic quests. Um, I don't know. 
I feel like that's that's in the vein of hardcore. The only thing that's missing is a raid. Uh, so I don't know. We know that we can grind frames for God rolls. Uh, you know, we we know that we can grind frames for God rolls. Uh, waiting on him to text back. My wife's asking if we're still seeing the therapist at five. He hasn't texted me back yet. I might have to. He might be in session though. I text him at three ten. He may be out of session in the next five minutes, um, on the hour. So, yeah, Risey, I, 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 I think this is a little bit of an overstatement. I don't think it's alienating the hardcore community at all. I, I think, um, I think there's enough here. Um, I think there's enough here to, uh, you know, keep people, keep people interested. Chasing God rolls, Iron Banner, and a hard difficulty con- a hard difficulty piece of content. So T Funk. Are players asking for too much from a ten dollars? Are we asking for a lot of information on a moderate content drop? We've kind of already answered that question a bunch of times. Uh, Fearless. Do you think it's possible they didn't want to reveal too much of players are not banking bounties and everything to move quickly through the content? I don't think that the banking of bounties is why they tempered expectations or lowered expectations. Uh, Maddie, do you think that the new content structure, we should express less raids and less content in general? Yes, they told us that. Magoy. Seems to me Bungie has shown less to keep expectations low for mild season of content. Do you think Bungie should be more candid with the community rather than sneak around this? Yeah, I have basically said this numerous times. Just should have told us this is going to be a different uh, delivery. Um, So... Should you, uh, now, if you're saying should they have been candid about getting less content, uh, you got to be real careful. You, from a marketing standpoint, you'd be like, "Now listen, guys, this isn't going to be very substantive. It's going to be pretty thin. It's going to be pretty light. You know, it's it, it's going to suck. You know, <laughs> you can't. You got to be careful because that's what it sounds like. You know, it's like here's Deej's mouth, and he's like, "It's going to be a little bit of a lighter season, a little bit less stuff going on," and everyone's like. It's gonna suck. You're not even gonna bother playing this. Like that's it gets it just gets lost in translation. So you gotta be so so careful about being candid about I think Luke Smith was can his he was candid and transparent in his director's cut. And I, I, I think Man, I just really like to zoom out and look at the life of of Destiny. And when I see this calendar for $10, I can't help but think, can you imagine, can you imagine showing this calendar to somebody during Destiny 1 and being like, what do you think of that? Wouldn't it be cool to get that much? Imagine this showing up on Reddit as like concept art or something. People be like, oh my gosh, that's the promised land. Take us there. There's so much stuff. There's always something happening. There's not these big long droughts of no updates, no patches, no changes, no content, no no loot pursuit, no nothing. We would have been absolutely like clawing to get this. Just this image alone would have wet our appetite. We'd have been like, oh my gosh, look at how much stuff is happening. Like, if I'm telling you, if you zoom out, we have come so far. We've come so far. And if and if people are just going to keep saying, oh, but we, we deserve more, or we want more, or, oh, you're comparing it to crap. 
We're comparing it to crap? Well, then why are you still playing? How'd you get here if it was that bad back then? That it's literal garbage. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I... I, I think we've come a really, really long way. I... <laughs> It just if we could go back in time and I could show you this season past calendar, the season past calendar from Shadow Keep, whatever we get for spring and summer, if I could show you those four calendars and I was like, all right, what do you think of this? What if you got this much content in a year? How much is it gonna cost me? Sixty bucks. <laughs> We'd have been like, Yes! Yeah, I'll do it. That sounds great. That sounds awesome. Taking King was forty. It was 40, you know, it was $40. I knew he'd confirm on the hour. This sweet old man. Uh, yes, just confirmed. I knew it. I knew he'd confirm on the hour. Okay. Okay. So we're good. Which means I need to shut down uh, uh somewhat soon. Um yeah, I dude, if those four, those four calendars, I'm telling you, if you were like, dude, 60 bucks for that I'm in people would have been in people would be like that seems absolutely you know fantastic I don't know I uh, I just like to zoom out and keep the bigger picture it's hard to complain when you do that it's it's a choice to be negative and complain you're choosing to complain and be negative you don't have to be it's not objective it's not this isn't objectively bad it isn't it's it's subjective to the to the to the reception of the audience. And I'm trying to show you as a fan of Destiny, if you compare, okay, imagine two more of these calendars existing, all right? Season 8, 9, 10 and 11. So you got the Shadowkeep calendar, this calendar, spring and summer. Those four calendars. And if I were to shown you those back while we were waiting for Rise of Iron, okay? And I told you, okay, do you want these four calendars or do you want Rise of Iron for $35? And you're like, okay, $35 for Rise of Iron or 60 for an entire year of trickled contents, new things. Oh, let me think here. It wouldn't have been a hard decision for Frick's sake. Rise of Iron was 30 bucks. And it la- it was it, that was it. That was all we got for an entire year. And if you compare that to these four calendar thing, these four an entire year of stuff for sixty, I just I don't know. I it, it's like it, it just it just bewildering to me that you would be like, man, what a terrible time for Destiny. Destiny's dead. Destiny's on the way out. Gee, many Christmas. You'll take Rise of Iron. That's crazy to me. You'll take the Plaguelands, Archon's Forge, a raid, and two strikes. That's all you get. That's all you get. You'll take that over the moon, the nightmare hunts, a raid, a dungeon, altar of sorrows. By the way, I'm just listing stuff in Shadowkeep right now, and I'm listing more stuff than you got in Rise of Iron. So keep some perspective. You got more, you got more in Shadowkeep than you got in Rise of Iron. How is Rise of Iron a better foundation? It led to nothing, Ave Cope. It led to nothing. There was th- what what happened after Rise of Iron? Nothing. Was a better loot grind? What do you mean? What were you grinding? You couldn't grind for any of the guns with intentionality. People were checking for god rolls in the tower every week when the vendors reset. Are you nuts? Come on. 
You said instead of the seasons, not Shadow Keep? No, 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 no. I said the four calendars. Shadow Keep's included in there. Shadow Keep and every season after it is 60 bucks. That's the a deluxe edition. So for $60, you get Shadow Keep and then you get winter, spring, and summer season. You get all of that. And I was comparing that to Rise of Iron for $35. You are freaking dreaming if you think Rise of Iron had more to it. Had more to it than Shadow Keep. You're crazy. The, the entire weapon pool of the lectern, the nightmare hunts, Vex Offensive, the dungeon, the three weapons with Altar of Sorrows, the raid, all way bigger and more significant than what we got in Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron got the Plaguelands, which was a giant racetrack with nothing on it. You got, all, you got, you got Archon's Forge, and then you got Wrath of the Machine. That was it. Oh, and then we had the three strikes. We did have the three strikes. I, I, you're freaking, you, you're, again, you're crazy if you think that was a better time, if you think that was more substantive. That's what I mean. If you zoom, if you zoom out, if you zoom out, this is, if we could go back in time, if we could go back in time and say, look at these four calendars, Shadow Keep, Season of Dawn, Spring, and Summer. Look at these four calendars. This is going to cost you 60 bucks, okay? Then look at Rise of Iron for 35 and you're going to be like, it would be so freaking easy. You'd be like, holy cow, those four seasons look amazing. Something's happening every week? What? That sounds fantastic. Nobody remembers. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. We just sat around. We grinded wrath. That's all we did. I did 450 strikes to get one gun and a Mago loop. That's all. There was nothing back then. It was a desert. You're freaking crazy. (laughs) This is so much better. We're in such better state. You're out of your head if you want to go back to that time. I love Rise of Iron. I love Wrath. It changed the, the, the trajectory of my career as a streamer. And I can accurately say, this is way better. <laughs> this is way better. <laughs> it's just, again, as a D1 player, this calendar would have looked like a dream world. How is that even possible? How is it even possible? How could they give us that much content? How could they How could they give us that much stuff? We we get something once a year. How are they going to do that? It would have seemed like a fantasy land. And then we get here and it's $10 and we're like, "Yeah, but you know, there's just no trials, so the game's dead." Uh, I don't know, dude. This this is this is <laughs> this is this is this is what we're we're in a much better state. And I'm just gonna keep pointing to the player base numbers <laughs> to 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 prove me right. <laughs> uh Shy Guy three thousand. It's ten dollars for two activities. Yeah, and um let's see, Rise of Iron was thirty-five for what? One activity three strikes in a raid. So, it kind of shakes out to a pretty good deal, I think. <laughs> Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. It really is. It really is. It really really is. Really is. <laughs> I can't I just man oh man, 
I, I can't believe anybody would think that they, that we haven't come that far. It's a hobbyist-style game. It, it, I don't know. I feel like we've come really, really far. I do. Um, I know I'm going to get a bunch of apologists and shell comments on YouTube. I don't, I don't give a frick. I, I really don't. You, you, can't, you can't argue with the player base numbers. Um, Merce Jojo with a brand new Prime sub. G.I. Tyler with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge. Enjoy the emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on the channel, guys. Welcome. Thank you for those brand new Prime subs. I appreciate it very much. <clears throat> Shy Guy says, Do you think they were keeping the information toned back for the players and the community will figure out what and how things in the seasonal artifact will work for the new season? I mean, that's basically what they said. They said they want us to discover these things on our own. Uh, last Dunedain. During the stream, we heard them talking about listening to us regarding feedback. Do you think they may have used this vague format in order for our questions to be answered tomorrow's TWAB? I think they've been vague as it allows to discover and understand as I play. Yeah, they literally said this on Twitter, that they their, their, their vagueness and lack of information was by design. It was by design. So, um, I would chill so hard if they paid me. They don't pay me anything. I mean, if you're, or, or, or if you're taking a trying to take a shot at me um man you're you're going you're going down the wrong path friend um risey with a lack of content for pvp players and halo releasing on pc shouldn't bungie worry the players might jump to their former glory and abandon destiny altogether considering halo's pvp still awesome today no halo's old halo's dated halo's it's boring. It's boring to people that aren't a fan. Listen, listen. I'm, I, I, everybody's gonna freaking rip me a new one. But hear me, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> to new players in the new generation, Halo's boring. They're not gonna go back and play Halo. They're not. They will not. Okay. New players, fans of Destiny's PvP, they're not gonna go back and play Halo. They simply are not. Now. Fans of Halo? Sure. Yes. Halo to them is heaven, right? Um, it was heaven. But I'm telling you what. As people that are not a fan of Halo, newer gamers, more casual gamers, they am not they are not, dude. They are not gonna go back to Halo and be like, oh, this is the promised land, dude. Halo 3 PvP, oh yeah, you should play it, yeah. Set weapons, slow combat, and sweaty, super practice players just ripping my face off. No, absolutely not. The majority of the player base is casual, and those people are not going to leave Destiny for Halo 3 PvP. I, I, I promise you, that isn't going to be a thing that happens. Um... I, it, it's I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you I say it with love and respect I have respect for what Halo has done for gaming and esports but Halo 3 PvP to the more modern more current gamer okay it's boring and ain't nobody gonna be won over by it fans of the franchise are gonna think it's great but even people are chiming in and saying, "Ah, oh, dude, I was watching people play. It's clunky and slow. It's boring." Um, it it just it, <laughs> I is it balanced? Yeah, go play it and have fun with your balanced, non-space magic, boring game. As I said, 
fans of Destiny's PvP are not going to go over there and enjoy it. It was like when I went from Unreal Tournament to Halo. I was like, what the frick is this dumbed-down, neutered child box? Like, what is this? It's just a bunch of weapon rip-offs. It's just a bunch of, you know, uh, vehicle rip-offs from Unreal Tournament, and it's freaking not slow. <laughs> it's slow! And I was boring. Why? Because I was used to Unreal Tournament, right? So, I just, I can't see anybody going from the space magic of Destiny and the, oh, the weapons. Ooh, Destiny's shooting just feels so good. It feels so good. And you're going to go to Halo 3 and be like, oh man, I can't get enough of this dated, old, slow, clunky game. Again, fans of Halo are going to love it and praise it. They'll probably be tournaments, you know? I, but I, I, there ain't no way anybody's walking away from Destiny's PvP to that and being like, you know what? Screw Destiny's PvP. Again, the numbers, the numbers back me here. Two months after Shadowkeep comes out, you got a million people a day playing D2's PvP. Everybody's like, oh, it's trash. It's terrible. It's the worst it's ever been. Well, for some reason, plenty of people are playing more than ever. So, <laughs> so they're doing they're doing something right. And I don't think those people are going to be like, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to go play Halo 3. I just, I don't think so. I, I, I really don't think so. And I do think, I do think Trials is on the way anyway. So some of this is a moot uh, a moot point in discussion and argument. Uh, Forsett says, Do you think Saint-14 is going to go back to being Vanguard Commander or will Zavala stay Commander? Oh, we talked about this today. It could be really, really good. They have everybody they need for a new Vanguard. We could have a Hunter. We could have a Hunter with um, uh, Aldrin. Osiris could be the Warlock, and Saint-14 could be the Titan. Now, I don't know. We might be getting ahead of ourselves. Ikora could become the Speaker, because she's been getting visions and stuff from the the, the Traveler. Um, And Zavala could die or something. Don't you dare say Aldrin. He was resurrected by a ghost, so I have bad news for you. He is is now a Garden of Light. Guardian of Light. He's on our team now. (laughs) He was raised by a ghost. So he's not a bad guy anymore. <laughs> he's like, we are at the beginning of Destiny 1. Um, you and I have a very different take on what player numbers mean. More players does not mean a company is doing a good job. Free-to-play games generally have a decent player base. Uh, not for two months, they don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think two months of a five-year-old franchise is getting is getting a million players a day just because it's free. I don't think so. I think they have they have uh, they have healthy player base numbers because I think PvP has a lot of different options and builds and uh, yeah I I actually think um, a five year old franchise offering a free entry point is not why the PvP numbers are healthy. If anything, established franchises make it even harder to come in and play because everybody is you know knows the maps and everybody knows the builds and everybody knows the places to go and all that. So. Um, though people start to play a game because it's free however it being free does not keep them playing that is precisely my point if it's been free to play for two months so I don't know I (laughs) again again they're not going the the, the original contention was that they're going to abandon this game to go play Halo 3 and I don't think so Um, 
So I need to check something here. How many more questions? Okay, there's no way I can speed answer the remaining questions. So I'm just going to have to call it there because I got to figure out what we're doing and how we're getting um, to our therapy session, which is in like 45 minutes. And I don't want to put myself in a bad spot. So um, let this be a little PSA at the end. Take care of your mental health. There should be no stigma or fear or shame in seeing somebody. I've been seeing somebody for over 20 months and you should too if you need to talk to somebody. So uh, get on the phone with your insurance today. If you feel you need to talk to somebody and see if there's anybody approved for you to see. Um, so I'm going to cut the Q&A here. We're not shutting the stream down just yet, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com. Uh, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe.